the Marvel fanfare returns, or even I was happy. It was nice. It was nice getting the old intro. Yeah. It's just so comforting now. So com- it's like it's like you're just ready. It's like yeah. I just feel like it's Marvel's way of saying I got you. Welcome to something to marvel about, a podcast where we discuss and dissect the week's MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and helping me summon the soup is my co-host Raven. What's up, Raven? What up, Dave? Love soup too. It's a great, it's a good intro. Well, soup. Lentil soup. said. Talk about lentil soup. They made that lentil soup seem really good. Like, right. I'm like, right. Sprouts and lentils. Don't get me wrong. I've had some bomb ass lentil soup, but like, I feel like they were hyping up that lentil soup. Right. Quite a bit. And goats. I'm like, what else is there to eat if the lentil soup is, you know, the best I got to offer? <laughs> and like, bread. The food is free. Ah, it usually is mm, soup and bread. Soup and bread <laughs> from these from these three language people. Exactly. <laughs> Here's some lentils and broth. Here you go. Enjoy. No, I'm playing. I actually do like lentils. It's healthy for you, right? I think. Right? I, I don't know. My wife says. I it mean, is. theirs is vegan, so it's gotta be. Oh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> right. It's his vegetables and beans. Yeah. Right. A lot of bean references in this episode. Though he's he's not he's not a good vegan though, because yeah. he's just went and got went to the steakhouse, got steak. <laughs> this is what happens when I eat steak. I used to take one time and I started hallucinating. It's very true though. I mean, that's what I hear. I don't know. I've never really been a vegan, but I hear when you go back to meat, it messes up your mind state. So, uh, I wonder wonder how much time it is. Like, what's the, what's the time, the length of time? Just so I can test it out. If someone says, oh, if you don't eat meat for, I'm just using a number, three months. All right, let me do three months. But if it's like, you know, two years and it's not worth it, do the test. Right. <laughs> By that point, you're just vegan. Like, you can't be yeah. vegan sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk Moon Knight episode two. We've already started spoiling it. So as you know by now, we're talking full spoilers for the episode. The Marvel fanfare returns, or even. I was happy. It was nice. It was nice getting the old intro. Yeah. It's just so comforting now. So com- it's know. like it's like you're just ready. It's like yeah. I just feel like it's Marvel's way of saying, I got you. The old yes. friend is the old friend is back. I'm about to be entertained. Yeah, yes. Right, right. Thank you. Right. You know? It's it's great. It's a great thing. I love hearing the intro. It just hypes me right. up every time. Just- Especially I, I, like just knowing like oh it's connected and then you get to see all dun, the little, dun, 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 I can't help but like montage. I have to sing like every time it plays like even in yeah. theaters I at least have to do intense head nods right like to every like heartbeat dun 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 exactly right, you have to right. at least nod your head very aggressively right listeners. <laughs> 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 Do you guys, listeners and viewers, do you get as excited as we do when you hear the theme song? Do you sing along? Do you remember all the various versions? It's been like four or five versions over the years. I remember when this version came out, people were like, oh, it's too long. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You give them their flowers while they're here. Rest in peace, Tony. I still, I still look, I still look uh, through the imagery to see. Every time. I want to see who got added. Something new. You know? Because the fact that Shang Shang Chi's in it yeah, now, yeah, yeah, I always I always love that. Yeah, I always love that we get that. It's it's that um, 
um, image of or video of Gamora grabbing the guns and she's walking around with it from Guardians 2. I love that yeah. that's her part. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this we can do a whole podcast guns. on the intro. Just do a whole podcast right, breaking right. down we every well. image we in the intro. We need to have a separate podcast for that, apparently. <laughs> we're very a, into a, the scene-by-scene scene, uh, intro. Right, right, apparently. Um, this episode picks up right after the the previous episode. Uh, once again, Mark thinks the events that... that oh, no, Stephen thinks that the events that he experienced are all a dream until he goes to 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 uh uh to work and he realizes that uh no it was not all a dream this shit actually happened what did you think of this episode this episode was dope we got a lot of questions answered you know i'm looking forward to like i feel like the last couple of episodes are gonna be like all action mm-hmm. you know so i'm looking forward to like more ass kicking and suit usage but mm-hmm. i love the fact that we finally got to see how the suit works mm-hmm. i like that we kind of got to see most of the entities at play here you know we got to see Kanchu in physical form you know not kind of not just in shadow yeah i love i love the animation of it the only nitpick and critique i have of this episode or whatever is i do not like Kanchu's voice yeah it's not hidden for me i'd almost rather him not speak at all and i just have to figure it out i feel like that's almost more godlike and ominous i don't know like granted i get the fact that's a banished god which we find out in this episode but at the same time it's like i don't know i just i'm like he's he's not giving me oh fear me vibes he does scary things except as soon as he speaks it reminds me of like why i hate venom the movie I think for me it works on two levels. One, because it's unexpected. I think it's not. Tip- I think a lot of a lot of narratives will go for the typical extra big bassy voices. And I think two, it's still playing in the realm of MCU of what are gods in the MCU. You know what I'm saying? Like, is is this the god god or is it alien god? What what are these versions of gods? Because MCU kind of plays with it's murky when it deals with gods, right? Stores a god, but yeah, not. Stores a god, and you deal with the celestials and how they kind of inspired god narratives. And those and so, are gods, but they have gods. They're, they're they're android robots that were built. You know, like so. It's like it depends on how you are. Like, is 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 uh, Kunshu actually a god or some kind of alien? And even uh, there's videos out on the internet. I'll go into depth. You can people can search for it that connect that's that kind of show connections between uh, 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 these Egyptian gods being portrayed. And um, the god uh, uh, portrayed in Black Panther, Bast, and there's like connections there in some forms in like mythology and stuff like that, and in the comic books. I I haven't read into it too much, but if anyone's interested, go read into that. I think I don't know how Marvel's gonna answer these questions in any narrative. Is it gonna be this narrative, future narrative? But I think that yeah. they do need to find ways to kind of start defining these things in terms of like you know Odin and yeah, them because were it's seen such a as gods, term at this point. right? They're aliens. It's like, is anybody a god now? Like, do we consider the Avengers on Earth god? You know, Earth gods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Saved the Earthlings. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. In that sense, it's like when, like, where do we draw the line? Right, right, right. You know, what does it even mean now? (laughs) Exactly. Um, The episode, uh, Stephen goes on a mission to find the storage locker and ends up finding more information about uh, Mark's shenanigans. Here's a quick little Easter egg. In the storage locker, there's a there's a, a, a QR code on there, and you can actually scan the, like a TV screen, and it takes you to a free digital comic of Moon Knight. Ooh. What? Yeah. How did you do that? There you go. There's a 
fun little Easter I'm finding out the same time as y'all. They didn't even tell me. <laughs> Shame. Um, in 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 the storage unit, he finds a whole bunch of stuff like uh, the scarab. Again, I can't look ever look at any scarab and not think of the mummy. I feel like the mummy's yeah. kind of cemented scarabs. Forever, yeah, and those you know? little beetle thingies. <laughs> right, right. I'm and crawling his skin. Ugh. That's what I think of every time I see a scarab. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is there is there something in it though? <laughs> What's yeah, inside? Like like I I feel like something. Check for pop. live beetle. Right, something to pop out. Though this kind of like started flying, kind of reminded me of Harry Potter. What's it called? I forget what it's called. It's, oh, the I mean, golden it, snitch. It, there you go. It, it is like, like a golden it, snitch. It, it, it looks like it looked like that. I like the mo- golden snitch vibes. Right. <laughs> I like I like uh, when when um Stephen is trying to get cool mark out and he's just like I don't care how handsome you are. <laughs> I know it's not so, but it is also hilarious, and I feel like that also plays into great acting mm-hmm. and just you know, even as the saying goes, it's like you know confidence really really is key like something as simple as being confident in yourself suddenly that's an that's a that's the difference between handsome and not handsome you know mm-hmm. because Stephen always looks a damn mess but it's because he's you know feeble and, and insecure whereas mark just because he's confident alone it's like it almost looks like a whole different actor just posture mm-hmm. you know and i do love that and that just also plays into oscar isaac's acting too is that i really do or we really do believe that that is different mm-hmm. people you know or that different people are living inside of this one body mm-hmm. and i do love that we're finally starting to address how it works mm-hmm. like the ins and outs of how the personalities work or how mark was able to witness what was going on with steven but wasn't mm-hmm. really able to do anything about it mm-hmm. you know because apparently it takes a lot of energy to do these things so yeah yeah um, yeah but either way going back the um i absolutely love the storage locker scene I, I love how I love how it plays into almost like the horror. I feel like we're finally going into the darker sides of Marvel. And I feel like that's what this entire kind of phase is about, whether it be cinematic movies or the series. I feel like now is more a lot of the darker side and we're seeing a lot more magic, dark magic. And we're finally seeing uh, small hints, you know, at the uh, the color purple, you know, which we know is the link of every of every uh show or series in this phase um so i'm excited about that but that whole scene also first of all i feel like it was so much fun on set being a pa just being able to flick lights on the lights oh (laughs) i was looking i was like give me that job um but yeah it's just flick 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 flick. even Uh, oscar isaac scream (laughs) i was about to say and i love the last scene like the the freeze frame of oscar isaac looking up and screaming because it was just such a perfect comic book moment can I tell you? Such a perfect comic book panel image. You I know? thought my Disney Plus had 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 frozen. Yeah. Because I watched like, it twice, and then it happened the second time on a different TV, and I realized, oh, okay, they did mm. that on purpose. Because like, yeah. screams, <laughs> and it freezes, and it cuts to the next scene, him running. Exactly. And I was like, wait, did my did the stream just glitch or something? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I I, th- I thought it was really yeah. Because cool for time. me, instantly, I was like, "That's a dope artistic choice. I respect it." I feel like it was an instant reminder, like you're in a comic book series. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. right, proceed. I'm mm-hmm, like, "Wow, mm-hmm. it is okay. Thank you." Um, but yeah, I I love that whole scene because this, you know, it's hard, it's scary, but then we're also starting to see how much Kanchu can affect the environment around him. Mm-hmm. You know, because before we have to wonder if you know Kanchu is somebody that he sees and hears, but what can Kanchu really do? 
So I love that that was kind of the first instinct of like, okay, this is, this is the power, you know, behind it. And this is what happens when he doesn't obey or listen, whatever. Okay. You know, what? I want to pivot to that. You know, uh, we get more, more exposition on just what you just started talking about through Harrow. We mm. find out that Harrow was once uh, an avatar for Kanshu. You know, we spoke about last Makes a lot of sense. Exactly. We spoke on last week's episode when he said uh, 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 to, to Stephen, oh, all those voices must be tough. And we kind of we kind of thought, okay, maybe he knows what it's like. And now it's confirmed yeah. that he was Kanshu's uh, uh, avatar at one point. And, yeah. you know, I like when he, you know, he says to him, oh, is that him? Yeah, he likes to throw a tantrum like a two-year-old. You know, that's all he can yeah. do. You know, like you just mentioned about make, like making things move and shake. That's all he can do without without uh, 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 the avatar's uh, uh, approval or like avatars saying, okay, you can take control, right? And I like that. You know, as much as, as Kanshu can make all this noise, Kanshu can't do anything unless mm-hmm. a human, the human host accepts it. You know, and I've always liked, I, I like that angle in, in, in like this whole kind of like a possession kind of thing, right? It's, it shows that as powerful as Kanshu is, still limited. I like that. Yeah, and we're starting to see everybody's limitations because mm-hmm. apparently Mark can you know we we assumed that mark was the more um dominant or like the alpha you know of the group but even mark says at some point you know like the the person who controls this body you know so it's like Kanchu, i guess technically is in control of the body but Kanchu can't has physical limitations mark is only able to occupy the body i guess when there's a need be well no i think like I think the way it works in terms of uh, uh, Mark and Steven specifically is whoever's awake has to relinqu- either fall asleep or relinquish control. Right. You see, that's why, that's why when Mark gets it at the end, he's like, I'm not giving it back. Like you have to like actually relinquish the control yourself. Right. And that's why in, in previous, uh, previous moments, Mark is saying to Steven, you know, let me take over, let me take over. You have to, unless you've passed you out, you, you have to allow it to happen kind of thing and again i but also like that as another limitation right it's not just switch by itself you have to force you yeah. have to actually be allowed to take funny enough know. it's all consensual yeah yeah strangers <laughs> like granted there's obviously manipulation and mm-hmm. obviously you know peer pressure but technically you know no one's doing anything without free will or consent well, which is also a running that. theme yeah. of god so mm-hmm. and this narrative like right in terms of free will and 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 I want to come back to I want to come back to the whole conscious control but in terms of free will the conversation between Harrow and and Stephen right when when Harrow's you know Harrow, what I like about Ethan Hawke's Harrow is that just like the worst uh, cult leaders he's so caring mm-hmm. and kind charming and soft mm-hmm. and just warm you know and just like even while like threatening you Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that's what i love something about. as simple as like oh the baby <laughs> lamb it's like oh he pets the baby lamb but you really think about it it's like he's probably gonna sacrifice that right lamb. right that lamb is about to be murdered you know right? we think he's a sweet gentle guy with all these oh. animals and you know we realize like nah man what you what are you about to do with this goat <laughs> you know and even just the way he tries to rationalize things you know like you know if a limb is infected we cut it off and Steve was like, well, babies aren't limbs to be cut off. What if a yeah, baby... Yeah, are diseased limbs. <laughs> it's like, like, That's well, true, got... though. It's like you have a moment. And I do love Steven's rationale where you mm-hmm. realize Steven's humanity and why he kind of exists and why he's necessary. Because there needs to be a personality that rationalizes or, or has a better moral code. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mark doesn't have one at all. 
Marcus is doing whatever it takes to free his own, you know, mm-hmm. contract. So it's like, it is, it is nice to have Steven. And while Steven's speaking, you're like, no, this makes complete sense. Like the whole thing with minority report, you know, yeah. a lot of people have seen minority report. It's always that endless argument of, you know, if, if you can stop something before it happens, would you, and you know, you trying to stop it, does that, you know, keep it from happening or make it happen? So I like that or, we're starting or, to deal with these things. Or even things like, okay, who said that was going to happen? You take the choice. What if I, well, you're going to tell me exactly. that in the future I'm going to kill someone. What if I said I'm not going to kill that person? You're taking that choice away from me. You're making the choice. Because again, why, why do I believe that, you know, like if you're killing me before I do the crime, how do I know that you were right? Exactly. That's you're stopping me I did the crime. But now you stopped me, so now I didn't commit the crime. So yeah. you could have as easily maybe told me about the crime I was going to commit. Maybe I just won't do that. Well, that's why I like when when Stephen says, "Isn't that judging an innocent person?" Like I think of killing my boss all the time. So Which do makes we, Stephen. So do we. No, not we, our bosses. His boss. No, his boss. Yes, <laughs> I also think about killing Stephen's boss. Yes, specifically. When he looks around to all the old henchmen, you guys, you guys are killing children. You're all into that. Just looking at them. Yeah. I, can Im- <laughs> I can imagine some of them are like, oh, did you know about killing children? I didn't know about that. I think any of them ever thought about it. Because I think all of us, even at home, we're like, well, shit, he's making a lot of sense. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's on to something that, Stephen. I guess you are killing an innocent person. Because technically, doesn't that make you the bad guy because you're killing yeah. people? Exactly. While they're still innocent, hmm. exactly. exactly. So you were a murderer then, because you have already killed people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, can you blame the soldier or you know the military behind it? So. Well, that's why Harry tries to justify it further by saying, "Well, you know, sometimes you have to blah blah blah." When he says along the lines of, um, uh, "A poison and a cure can be the same thing; it's just a dosage." I'm trying to justify yeah, just, well, uh, yeah. A cure can be a small dosage of the poison or something like that. Yeah. We need a small dosage of the poison to, yeah. for the cure. So it's like, but it's you're like, trying to justify. Mm, mm, no, it's mm, not mm. the same. How come, well, how come you're, how come you're never the, the limb that needs to be cut off? How come it's never you? Right. Right. Why so can't it cut off your limbs? Right. <laughs> they need a limb to experiment on. Exactly. <laughs> um, we're introduced to a new character. We've heard her voice before in previous episodes. Well, in the first episode, Layla found out to be his wife. Uh, who apparently uh, 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 Mark was going to divorce. Stephen's like, I've never divorced you. I was like, you're such a dork. This you is know, a random thing like, to say. Well, <laughs> he's just <laughs> such a sweet boy. It's just a random... <laughs> I would never divorce you. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> because right, she knows your favorite poem? Literally, yeah. that's all. That's all right, 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 right. <laughs> I'll eat steak for you. I, I like... You know, what I like is that we're establishing that Layla for the most part, in terms of the whole uh, Moon Knight aspect, is up to speed, right? She, we get a sense that she knows what's going on. She was there. We don't have the full story in terms of the, 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 this version, but she was there when uh, uh, this whole thing started in the first place. She knows that Mark has the suit. They had adventures together. What was that all about? Oh, do you remember right. our adventure, our adventures? What? what? Like, I want to watch those adventures. I See definitely want to know more about her because there has to be a reason as to why Kanchi wants her as a another candidate especially being that like it doesn't seem like she has any type of physical combat training or anything like that but i guess she's really smart so I'm well you see her, you in... see her, you see a beat up some guards and when and steve's like oh that's so cool because when she she throws some guards over the side she knows how to defend herself yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem like she's like military trained no yeah yeah, yeah 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 because that's my thing is like it's 
Steven obviously had some type of special ops training yeah. before becoming the suit, you know, or become before merging with the suit. So I'm interested yeah. as to what Conchie wants with her other than just leverage on Steve, on Mark, you know, like, cause obviously she's super smart and she can read mm-hmm. hieroglyphics. So maybe that has something to do with Mark wanting to divorce her or whatever. I mean, that's what he claims, but we'll see. Yeah. No, I think, I think, Mark's probably going through this whole narrative of I need to keep her away because you see how he reacts when he doesn't want to get her involved when Stephen's about to tell her. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, you don't you do it. Don't you do it. You know, if anything happens to her, that's on you. And I think part of the reason why, you know, you even see that Layla's been calling for almost a year, ignoring, ignoring the calls. You know, I think we're setting up for Mark to kind of, at least from how his point of view, he's like, I love her, but I can't have her in my life because she, something's going to happen to her so it's better for me to kind of leave and part of creating this new narrative was also maybe you know even the poem is called apart right the poem uh, uh, itself uh, it's called la separa in and in french it means apart and it's a narrative of of about uh loving someone but knowing that you shouldn't be with them and how hard that can be to 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 have someone that you want to be with but you have you have to make the choice to stay away and i think that's what mark's going through Right. He, he again, mm-hmm. even if he's justified or not in his head, he thinks this is what he's supposed to do. I don't think he wants divorce. I think he loves her, but feels this is what I have to do to kind of protect her. And I also think, I, I think there's, you know, I don't want to go too much into comic narrative. I also think there's a part of the narrative where Harrow is right, where this is almost like a prison for Mark, you know, to be part oh, of this. Definitely. Like, I am the eternal slave of Conchu. Like there is no end, you know, it's, even though. He, even Harris says there's always one more. Yeah. Right, right. And I think there's some truth to that. As much as Harrow is a manipulator, I think there's a truth to what he's saying there, right? Definitely. I definitely think that there's, you know, that Kanchu isn't a great guy he's putting on to be. Like, honestly, obviously he's vengeance and he makes it seem like he's doing everything for the right reasons. But there's obviously manipulation in there. You know, Break his windpipe. Like, Exactly, like, come on out, <laughs> Dan. You know, like, uh, can we hear him out? You know, can we can we reason with him before we murder the guy? Can you explain to me why I need to murder this guy? Because that's the thing, too. Had he just told Stephen, Stephen probably would have been like, oh, all right. You know, he's an understanding guy. Do you know what I love about Kanchi, though? For, for, you know, for the longest time in, in comics, and, and even probably people do it now, um, there's always this comparison that Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. And you, know, you can see it, and especially in the comics, he's not, even though uh, Khonshu is a, a character that's kind of in his mind and, and, and he's working for, his powers, he doesn't have supernatural powers like that. Right? So he's more trained in tech and stuff, again, more like Batman. What I like about this is that you are taking that Batman archetype and you're saying that there's something in his head that's really the real reason why Batman's crazy. You know, because when 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 Harry's making fun of country, he's like, "Oh, what's he saying? Is he saying I am vengeance again? I am real justice?" You know, like when he's making fun of like the words Imagine he says. Batman, it reminds me of Batman. Batman. Yeah, right? I am vengeance. Uh, uh, the night the guy saying that shit again. In my head, <laughs> I was like, "I've heard that before." <laughs> and so I thought, I think this is a hilarious way to give uh, a context to it. It's not just the guy saying it. It's literally there's a a vengeful god in his mind uh, uh, saying these things to him, and he's just repeating it we get to see a new suit uh, when he's, when later tells him to summon the soup. It looks suave. <laughs> it didn't what? look very uh, functional though. Why would you think she said summon the soup? 
That's that, that, that's my thing. <laughs> like some of the soup. What? Uh, soup. It did look very swap in the comic. Uh, that that visual of Moon Knight is relatively recent uh, in the mm. last few years of of the comic, and and that person because in the comics Moon Knight has multiple different personalities that come out for various reasons and various story arcs, right? And this version was known as Mister Knight, a suave version of Moon Knight who's a consultant. Didn't get his hands dirty, but when he did, really like went in hard. And I, I kind of like how this is kind of portrayed in this story where in his mind, again, he's just a dork. So when you tell him put on the suit, he's not thinking superhero suit. He's thinking like a three-piece suit. Yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> I would too. <laughs> you know, that's not what you're expecting. He's like, oh, I, I like that he gets it on. He's really feeling himself, you know, because he's falling. He suit comes on. He does a half-assed superhero landing. He lands on it, but he doesn't quite get the three-point landing properly. You know, he didn't get the full Natasha. He, no, no. He, you got to do the head flick. That's why. Exactly. The, the head flick what keeps flick you. That's end. what keeps you the balance. You know, you gotta, exactly. Yeah, so. It throws the momentum of the Ex- jump. Exactly. Science. Science. We should be uh, uh, superhero uh, uh, <laughs> consultants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, um, but. What I like, he starts feeling himself. He's like, yeah, I got this. You know, uh, Mark is like, give me control. He's like, no, I got this. Yeah, come on. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I was like, what? Hey, <laughs> and he, he goes, my name's Steven with a V. I was like, really? <laughs> like, come on now. It's embarrassing. It was. That was a good punch. He tried, though. though. He tried. It was a great punch. Great punch. punch. And great those, punch. Po- those poles were pretty cool. When he's like, oh, pretty cool poles. Like, they are. I wish I saw him use them though. Like I thought he was. I know. He's like, "What do you do with these?" It's like, "Come on, everybody knows what you do with those." <laughs> Steven, you're killing me. And the way he holds guns is always hilarious. He looks like a psycho. I forgot to say it when he was in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> when he had the gun. <laughs> I thought the same thing too. I love he it. holds it on the butt like he's like it's disgusting. It. He's scared of it. Exactly. Psycho Colonel Sanders. Like it's wet or something. <laughs> you know like when you pick up something it's like a, a texture you didn't expect? Right, right. I feel like yeah. that's how he looked at this guy. <laughs> Here's another Easter egg that uh, you might have missed in the episode. So when he's all being all like Muhammad Ali uh, 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 homage and he gets knocked by the creature into the bus, the bus has a sign for the GRC. If you remember that they were the GRC they were put together after the snap or the blip when people came back to 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 rehouse everybody, and they were seen as the antagonists of sorts in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I think this is the this is the first proper connection that we've had to the the larger MCU of sorts. Because I can't think I can't think of anything that's given us an actual direct connection. Yeah, MCU. And I think this is the first one by showing us a poster for the GRC. Which confirms this happens after the blip. I think that's pretty obvious, but this, I think this confirms it. That yeah, the, the blip is. It happened. gets confusing sometimes with timelines. Right. So you're yeah. gonna confirm it for sure. Right, so it's after the five that's years. That's how they get you. Right, right. Um, we get a lot of mirror scenes in this episode again. I love them, uh, and I loved at the end when you get the flip. You know, when when um, Stephen gives Mark control, the rooftop chasing was. No, the chasing was awesome. Really like scene that. is definitely awesome. I also, like the um, I I love the fight choreography of the fight with the invisible jackal. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was done and acted very well. It like felt like an that, invisible creature, right? It did, and you could see 
it's like you could tell the height and mass of this creature without mm -hmm. physically seeing it. And I kind of love that. Or you could see what was happening in the fight without physically seeing the monster beast present. And I like which I thought was played really, really well. And I like that Layla is a fighter. She wasn't just like punk. It's like, I don't care, invisible creature. Nah. Uh, uh, uh. She's like kicking and fighting and punching. I'm not going to let you come at me. That's why I feel like she has me. some type of interesting, like rough, uh, like background or beginnings, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I yeah. feel like she's like the type to get in a lot of bar fights because she picked yeah. up a bottle and sliced it and right. stabbed him. That's not right. something that just comes to you naturally because right. it didn't naturally come to Steven. So obviously. <laughs> You know, this isn't something people just think about when they see a bottle. So I'm interested to see what her background is because there's a little something dark in her past. Mm -hmm. um, but also I'm interested in this jackal, like why nobody can see him but Steven. I guess it's like some type well, of cursed situation because he sent it on him. Yeah, I think, again, uh, this is, a, I think every time we've seen creatures or something, others can't see it. Even the whole bathroom incident, right, where they look at the CCTV footage. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. We actually didn't bring that up yet. Yeah, and that was the yeah. very beginning of the episode. Um, and I, I absolutely loved it because he came to him. He went to security. Also, called keeps calling him Scotty, which I love. Um, he was are like, crying? Scotty." Yeah, he's like, "Let me show you some Area Fifty One level type stuff." Yeah, he's like, "Is that you? Are you are <laughs> you broke crying? the toilet." I was like, "Damn." <laughs> and then it's crazy because I well, one is hilarious. The whole scene is obviously funny as hell, but I also love that technically that whole scene is just what literally happened just without the cg yeah exactly technically exactly. like i feel like for people who are like i want to be an actor that's what acting is yeah <laughs> it's yeah. running in a room from absolutely nothing absolutely acting nothing. like there's something after you <laughs> but i love it. it it was played so well and i love the fact that you know that was the first sign that we kind of can't see the jackal i love that we're kind of wondering also if he's um if steven's crazy what I do like about that, though, is it's true. I think, especially when you see the fight later on with the with the, the the jackal, is that when you see him swinging at nothing, everyone thinks he's crazy. You're thinking, okay, maybe he's not crazy, but maybe uh, uh, the magic that uh, Harrow does is making you see things. But then when you mm -hmm. see that the, the 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 jackal's interacting with Layla and picking her up and things like that, you're like, oh, it's actually just invisible. Invisible. It's not that. Yeah. It's not a figment of his imagination. It's actually exactly there, in, invisible. Like, oh, that's really, really, really well done. I, like I love that. it. And I love what, you know, I love the whole, like, what breaking the toilet led to, you know, obviously him going to Harrow and yeah. everything else. And then detectives, the fake detectives, I'm interested yeah. if they're going to come back because they gave them names. Yeah. So I did like I'm that. If those two are coming back. I like taking out the, 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 the jackal on those who are watching. It, it's, it almost looks like the visual that you have in your background. It is. Mostly. Grabs in the air, slice. No, it's like first with the with the with the the, the thing, the his weapons, the moon weapons, blades. Mm -hmm. Hooks it in the neck, boom, and then grabs it in the end and impales it and the stuff, and then gets the oh. blades back. I was like, yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I'm like swag. I'm like bring Mark back. <laughs> right, Which I'm happy now. We do. We we have Mark. We got our wish. We're in uh, Egypt. The episode ends. Yeah. Though, but also, get... one last thing, just because we didn't bring it up, that okay, argument scene in the garden after yes. where yes. Oscar Isaac is literally having an argument with himself, I, I felt like that. it was played so well. Because you really side with both characters. Like, mm -hmm. you genuinely feel bad for both Mark and Steven because, like, neither one of y'all should be going through this, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, this job really sucks. And I do wonder who the original personality is because Mark thinks for some reason he's going to be able to 
leave and do what like i guess hot bodies so i wonder what the full promise is but i felt like that scene yeah. was just so well acted i think i think steven is the fake personality because it's so tragic because mm-hmm. i think when he finds out it's going to break him like he's going to be asked questions you know like you know what was your fifth grade teacher called and he's just gonna be like uh shit i don't yeah. like we realize a part things that he actually doesn't know you know okay. and i think that's gonna be really tragic yeah. He's like, oh, shit. I thought it was going to happen in this episode. I was like preparing yeah. myself to be right. sad with Steven. I was right. like, oh, how are they going to tell him? Right. And like, also, we find out too in this episode that um, Mark and his mother don't speak. Mm-hmm. So I wonder well, if Steven yeah, yeah, has yeah. been calling Mark's mom, who's not yeah. answering the phone, or does Steven have his own fake mother figure? I don't know. Maybe I think it's maybe a mixture of both, right? Where Mark doesn't talk to his mother. So then Mark created that mother narrative with Steven to make it seem as if in this, at least in this personality, he has a great relationship with his mother, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of make it op- opposite and different. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did yeah. like the line Harris says to Steven, do you think Conchu chose you as his avatar because your mind would be so easy to break or because it was broken already? That's a good question. But I love how no, like Harrow refuses to believe that Steven isn't broken in any way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like either you're broken or you're broken. Right, right. You, you can tell me the reason why you think you're broken, but I know you're broken. <laughs> um, we're told that uh, uh, um, they end up, he ends up in Egypt, right? But there's a lot of fans on the internet that, that are, are thinking or assuming, I don't know this, but I, what I do know is that in the comics, he has multiple personalities, right? We've only seen two, if we're not counting Mr. Knight, because Mr. Knight, this, at least this, this first view of Mr. Knight was Stephen in costume. It wasn't a third personality. But there's, there's a, a speculation that that version we see wake up in Egypt isn't Mark or Stephen. I don't uh, think a, so. I think it's, it's a, definitely third personality. It's a third personality. Because Mark is in the mirror in that scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like Mark is in the mirror looking at the person in the room in Egypt, reacting to the person in the room in Egypt. And the person in the room in Egypt is looking at Mark and turns away. It's definitely like, not Stephen. Exactly. It's 100% not Stephen because <laughs> the person in the mirror is mad calm compared to Stephen and doesn't look malnourished. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like the, I feel like the person that's in Egypt, whatever personality that is, I think that that's the person who asked the female on a date from episode one. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's who asked that her on a date. Yeah, I don't think it, it was Mark because yeah. I feel like Mark is too heartbroken he, right now to be trying to go on dates. With that's women. not his priority right now. Especially after his divorce. He's just trying to get his jobs done and go on. Like he's not going to use the energy that it takes to use the body yeah. to go yeah. on a date. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think, and I feel like even just something as simple as the way he was dressed like the person in the hotel room was asleep and well, technically asleep or whatever in just boxers. Yeah. This person was drinking. Yeah. Steven would never, you know what I, I'm saying? Think, Steven would never be caught in just boxers. And I feel like Mark is too much of a mercenary. He's like too focused. I don't get the shit done. Yeah, to drink. I don't think All he'd right. be like sipping a beer and somewhat relaxing before a job. And he doesn't want to know? knock himself out and then release control. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So this looks like the type of guy that I don't know enjoys the best steak in town. <laughs> it's true. You know? <laughs> um this is I mean the 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 writers of the and the producers of the show have said that episode 4 is a big game changer and makes us rejig everything we've seen. Annoyed. 
I hate it that we gotta wait week to week. I just want to watch these in a day and move on with my life. The anxiety is uh, too much. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, it makes me think. Then you know, little things like uh, I forget his name, but his friend, who 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 who's the uh, the the street performer. Is that going to be mm-hmm. something or just a friend? You know, I don't trust anything now. You know, no, like I really don't. I'm looking I, at everything. Right, especially we saw last episode. One of the guards at at at, at the museum worked for Hera. Like, oh shit! Most you know, of people right? around Stephen work for fucking Hera. <laughs> I'm like, he needs to check under that gold paint and see if homeboy right. got the scales on his arm too. This is true. This is very he could true. just be confessing everything at the end of the day to Hera's people right. all along and have no right. idea. So we've left England slash London. Now we're in Egypt. Totally globe trotting here, right? This right. Is a, yeah. This is the first. The first I've seen the MCU. Uh, no, is it? Yeah, is the first time MCU hit Egypt. I think so. I think so. Yeah, Fair. I feel like the only only like hints of Africa we've gotten is like Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever happened in Black Panther, but I don't. Yeah, I think this is the first time we're in Egypt. Here's Actually, my nerd. Was this our first time in in England? No, we went the to England. It, no, Eternal, we've been Eternal, there. Eternals. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um. Though, uh, I bet you there's nerds out there super speculating. Egypt, apocalypse confirmed, X-Men, yes! <laughs> I really I just do not connecting. think that's where they get that. I think this is going to connect to Eternals in some way. Yeah. And I agree with people that think it's going to connect to Black Panther in some way. I don't think it's going to be a direct correlation, though, to Black Panther. I think it's yeah. going to be like subtle hints like where the power is drawn from or something like that but i don't think it's going to be like oh yeah this directly leads to the next black panther movie i don't think so but hey no i mean i think i think for me the in terms of connecting to other mcu i think it'll connect to mcu that hasn't fully been established yet in uh uh, black knight and and blade because i think in in the comics they have connections and we know that black knight and blade have a connection I think that's going to connect to this to 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 Moon Knight's world if we get some kind of connection. We don't. Not that everything has to be connected, but yes, it does. True. Everything. everything yes, does. it does. They wouldn't play the epic MCU intro if it was exactly. Exactly. Smart bitch. Um. Sorry, y'all. You know. You know what I mean. I didn't mean to call you a bitch, but you get it. Yes, you did. Um. I did. Yes, because you did. Because Marvel, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something to marvel about. Exactly. Because it's Marvel bitch. On that note, what do you nerdies think of the show so far? We're two episodes into the six episode series. I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying it. I like the cast. I like the I like uh, the characters. I like the action. I like the suspense. I like the dabble with horror. Cinematography, the lighting. The Beautifully acting, done. Beautifully done. Let us know your thoughts. Great, well directed. Just right. oh, things are things are working out right now. So well done. Oh, also, I'm excited to see if it is connected to Doctor Strange: Madness of the Multiverse because I got my tickets. I, I got my got tickets. I literally had two separate days. I'm seeing spend, Friday. I'm seeing again Monday. I spent 15 hours. Damn, I spent yeah 14 trying to get tickets. <laughs> At first, I'm like, ha, no, no, yeah, it's about 14. It's not much better. But you know what? I woke I up an it. hour after you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, I managed to get tickets for Thursday, the Thursday night. Nice. Which is great. 
Yes, and I got four. I kept crashing, so I didn't even bother anymore. I'm seeing the matinee on Friday. Because I was like, nobody's trying to see this. I know I'll be able to get tickets for Friday game time. Like, no one. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm doing doing Thursday and the Sunday. Yeah, I'm doing Friday and Monday. So hype. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Look out for that. We'll do something to marvel about for that one. Definitely. We have a couple of weeks before that one comes out. This will be done by then. Thank you, Raven. Thank you. My name is English Dave. This has been a Nerdy Bunch presentation of Something to Marvel About, where we spoke about Moonlight Season 1, Episode 2. And as always, Raven, keep it nerdy. Peace.